Welcome to Uplift, inspiring stories to uplift the world. It is a show that transcends cultures and borders to bring you the most heartwarming, uplifting and inspiring stories from around the globe. In a world where negativity can sometimes feel all-encompassing, it is crucial to be reminded of the incredible capacity for goodness in humanity. Each week, I will share a new story of resilience, courage and triumph from a guest. These stories will leave you feeling inspired and uplifted as you witness the extraordinary things people are capable of achieving. Today, coming from San Diego in California, we have Peter Muse. He's a friend of mine, an army veteran, retired civil servant, business owner of several businesses in the USA and in Germany, career development and human resources manager, Peter loves to help people to teach and to travel. His businesses are Begins with Family, this is how I met him, with his spouse and business partner, Rebecca. And currently he focuses on Lifestyle Leap, a Begins with Family venture. Peter, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Gemma, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> uh, it's really great to sit with you and have a conversation. Yes, like you said, we met a couple of years ago um, while exploring other possibilities and collaborating with some online ventures. Very <laughs> often to come on the other side of COVID and meet up and be able to enjoy a conversation with you. So thank, thank you for having me. It's absolutely an honor, a pleasure, and I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you. Great, Great to be here. When we think about uplifting stories, there is all this difference, cultural difference from all kinds of backgrounds. You come as an African-American, and you have lived in Germany as well as you are currently living in San Diego, California. That brings a cultural sensitivity that a few people can really say that they own and they have. Tell us a little bit about that interesting background. So yes, that is, um, it's, it's funny in a way, you, you ask it that way. I was reflecting back on life just this morning as I was watching a, um, a video about the history of African-Americans in, 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 in different parts of the USA. And there are, there are many, many cultural differences between different uh, segments of our, of our population, of our culture, as you, as you know. And um, my experience, I grew up in New Jersey and I, you know, my, my childhood was in what we call suburbia where there was a multitude of different cultures and and what I now know that many of these families had emigrated from Europe from so I had Hungarian neighbors and didn't really realize until just recently that back then the father or the grandfather didn't speak English and I just thought they weren't very talkative now I know they didn't speak very good English uh, my best friend was uh, his father uh, was born in Hungary but he did speak English his grandfather didn't and and so I began and Greeks and from Greece and from Poland and from mostly Central Europe uh, Italians who had been there a little bit longer but this was in the Irish this was my my community and uh, growing up it was the melting pot I really believed that that was the microcosm of the United States I joined the army this was back in 1981 a long time ago <laughs> and and that's where I met really immersed in people from around the United States in different cultures so then I learned people from the Midwest from the West North Pacific Northwest and then all of the different cultures also many associated with these these different countries but I think by the way they by the way they migrated across America as pioneer families as migrating families or whatever I, I I began to learn that people changed, they changed things to adapt and adapt to the situation. So if you if you if if potatoes are 
the or the crop that the Irish used to escape and beat famine, it has become a staple around the country for many different because they brought that here. So it's things like that, and and every culture, the Asian culture, Chinese food, and all of the different things that are here are not just what we would call old world. They are uniquely American, Americanized. So the, the, the backstory to that is when I joined the army and met these different people and my first assignment was overseas in Germany, I then experienced the old world for what it was. I mean, I walked into taverns that were a thousand years old, thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And America, nothing is, has that, yeah. I'm from Europe, so you understand that. And to be, and I was, I was, it's something you maybe we knew that Europe was old, but not to sit in a place right. where somebody was actually sitting and dining five, six, hundred thousand years ago. And so I gained a great respect for cultures. Mm. So that had me traveling a little bit in, in a smaller space. I didn't get everywhere. As my bucket list is still so open with places just in Europe that I want to go. But I understood and began to learn the cultures. So Germany, this 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 place people talk about German beer, for example, it oh, is it is a when people you know have a beer in the United States and it's called a a, a, a pills or a or a vice in beer or something that it's it is a attributed to that beer but when you're when i was there in a monastery or a place where they brewed it it is such a fine art and so heavily regulated it must be perfect at least in the process and that's what i learned about you know, people in Germany, these processes, and then the technical know-how. I married a German woman and have my children are German and they grew up in Germany and they went to school in Germany. And so I got to compare the German schools to the American schools where I thought, I want my children to go to American school because USA, we are the best. And I very quickly learned to, to rethink that. And later, I, today I will tell you, it's it's not even close. I'm so happy my children went to school there because of the skills that they learned um, that were just foundational that we that, that don't happen here in in America. And why am I telling you about this? Because in America now we we are really faced with struggles that that do encompass culture. Because culture and religion, not talking religion, but these differences are also, many of them, connected to very old traditions. And I was thinking about this more when we started to talk, but now as I'm talking, the, the people, many people in America, we talk about people in Europe being socialists not talking politics, but just as a, a way of life. And I thought if, or, or too liberal or something, and I thought if we, if we weren't liberal, we wouldn't have women voting. We wouldn't have diversity and inclusion. We wouldn't have so many things we wouldn't have if some liberal didn't say, these are the things we need for our society. When in Germany, there's very, very little homelessness. There's very, very little people who don't have health care. There's very low unemployment. And most of the children end up learning a trade before they're 17 or 18 years old. And that is not something that I would call socialist. But that's the label that so many Americans hear, now's the point, who have never experienced it there, where I was amazed by it. I came to totally respect it. And it wasn't just Germany. It was all the surrounding countries. And now as we as, as the followed the Soviet Union and all of that, and the countries in Eastern Europe have also adopted these principles, and they are furthering them. 
where here in the States, we are holding on to something. Very often we hold on to things that, that might be of tradition that I think we don't even know why. And I, and, and I think be partly because we don't open our perspective to really try to understand if you, so uh, I'm a fan of Stephen Covey and the, the habits, the seven habits of highly success, effective people. It's learning to understand, seeking first to understand is how it goes. The other person, before we can judge, condemn, or counter, or even engage in conversation. And I think the stresses that, that even in talking about this show um, and what it's about, I think the, the things that put us in a position where we need to be uplifted also stem from what one of my mentors said, stinking thinking. <laughs> we carry too much garbage and it clouds our ability to see new possibilities. We don't want to listen to the other person because we automatically think they're wrong. And then when things don't go right for us, we feel dejected. But we're not, I don't think we're taking as a society, and I will say we, because I think we all have moments where we're guilty of the narrow band, not so, not having a vision. And I'm going to go back to Europe for a second, because I had an experience that was personal. It wasn't very it's not a big story, but I was in Italy now. I was stationed in Italy in 1986 or so. And I was going to a friend's house and walking down the street after parking my car with another friend. We were going, we're about two doors away from the place that we were going to, and there was a wedding. And it was very lively, very loud, and they were dancing. It was in the driveway, right? And so people had spread from the house to the backyard to the front in the driveway. And we were walking through the people. And a gentleman came out, and he said, hey, come on in. Yeah. Didn't know us. Yeah. Knew, obviously, we were American. But he was Italian. <laughs> and he brought us in. Yeah, he knew. And, I mean, I'm black and my, my the guy that was with me i think was white or uh, latino but he invited us in gave us wine invited talked with us invited us to dance oh. <laughs> and i and i thought isn't that how we could be able to treat each other yeah how successful and how positive of a, and that was a 35 years ago, more than 35 years ago. Yeah. It's still a very prominent memory for me because it tells me the world can be good no matter what. And you don't have to know someone. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 yeah, so anyway, that's, that's. This the, is a beautiful memory. And indeed, indeed, I remember. I'm originally from Switzerland with Hungarian roots. You can ah. talk about that. Yes, I do. <laughs> My mother and all her family originally are from Hungary oh. and they fled in 1956. When the year my mother was born, they fled to Switzerland. So I was born and raised in Switzerland as of 1978, like a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. And that actually is the roots where I grew up, I was born and raised for how long? Until 34 years old before I came to California. Wow. I've spent so, time in Hungary, so I love Yes, that. that's yeah. beautiful, especially with your story and your, your relation to Hungary. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And so. indeed, the culture is that when there is a party, a celebration, a wedding, we meet people we don't know, we have never seen, but we assume 
assume the good. We assume everybody is good, everybody is going to come, rejoice for that wedding, rejoice for that baby shower, rejoice for that birthday, something. We don't yeah. have to know everybody, but when we are in that, in that um, party mood, like, okay, let's celebrate together. Yeah, everybody's welcome. And that is normal. Now, sure. you take that out of context and you go in Switzerland, yeah. in the French-speaking region where I was born and raised, Geneva, Lausanne, and all those regions. Hey. And you go in the public transportation. You're going to see a very different picture of the same people who would welcome you during a party. Nobody looks at each other. Avoid to see each other. Because they're... Because, because raised that way. We are taught that way. It's not natural. We are taught culturally that way. In Geneva, in Lausanne. Yeah. Wow. And when one person coming from elsewhere, typically United States, come typically on a mission, I'm thinking about the Mormon with their uh, a black tag and, yes. and like, yes. like trying to connect with the local people, say hello and see what they can do to help, you know. And uh, you look at them and you're here. Oh, my God. Don't look at me. <laughs> this is how you're raised over there. It's like, why? And that's the same culture that will indeed party with whoever they don't know for a celebration That's culture differences wow. yeah same and people i'm telling you <laughs> from within <laughs> well you know it's interesting in germany i think it may be um also and and, and i don't want to say colder just mm -hmm. I think, and, and maybe the germans are more aligned with swiss than they would be with the mediterranean oh yeah, oh, yeah right? they are so mm -hmm. in in hungary i I think it was sort of in the middle when I was there. But family restaurants in Hungary are they are absolutely amazing, and you cannot there's much there's little to compare it to even the Italians or the Germans. That family restaurant in Hungary that I went to several, and it was always come back the next time, and you were like a member of the family. So I I. I this is then this became part of my own personal DNA. Um, and so even though there are, you know, disparities in America with race, with culture, with gender, with age, and we do treat people very often a certain way because of these things over in Europe, they could see the color of my skin. And they knew either I was American or African, but depending on where I was, they knew more American, so they assumed me to be an American. And if there was a prejudice, it was towards the um, the American part and not the color part. And no, I found that they, that they did not really understand the race issues of the United States. Because they were not in a, they were not, you know, France or Portugal or England or colonizing. They didn't really understand it. And the people today, then, so you know, when when I uh, when it was in my younger years and I was dating and dating young German ladies because we're in Germany, it was really to under understanding this difference between people. We could get to what the Germans and the, the Swiss would use the word mensch, right? Yes. This human. That's who we are. And if we could ever just be that, oh, what a starting place we could have, even so late in the game. That's at the core what we are. Not about race, human race, this race, that race, mensch, human. Exactly. Start there. And I, and I think... That's what set me on the course to become an instructor, to become teacher, to become human resources and manage careers and coach and mentor people because there's, there's always something inside of all of us where that mensch exists. Exactly. And I think many people don't know how to unlock it. That is a powerful thing that you bring up because that understanding that we are all equal 
And when you look at the, con the Constitution, it's like, all men are equal. And then there was this implication, if you are, uh, if, if you are white, if you are male, yeah. and if you are Christian. Yeah. So if you are none of that, you are not a man. It's like, what? No. Hey, oh, yeah. okay. So first of all, everybody, <laughs> every living being is created equal. That is the actual real meaning that is taken into consideration in Europe. And that is what would be good for American society, so United States, to actually encompass more of. Yeah. And it is coming. It takes time. It takes decades. But it is coming. It takes time. <laughs> and, I think, and, and I think, Gemma, that Europe still has some of the same when it comes to male and female disparities. I, I am sure that still exists. But oh, yeah. I think. And even even the acceptance of different cultures within a society, when people from other cultures moved into different countries in Germany or different countries in Europe because they were refugees somewhere else or whatever, mm -hmm. I think because they didn't have this old foundational constitutional something barrier, they were able to more quickly react and accept the the people who were different. Mm -hmm. Germany was 90 something percent German people yes. when I first got there. Mm -hmm. When I went last year, I thought, where are the Germans? But in the meantime, there was that, that gigantic migration, yes. I think it was 2015 or something, where yes. so many had to migrate and yes. settle in Germany and had to organize themselves and create a new life for themselves yeah. and, and their the, family. But the German the German people, the German government, sure there's two sides to the agreement on whether they should do that or accept that or promote that or not. But I I I believe that universally they were more open to it than we would be. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. By principle. Yeah, by, 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 by yes. culture, by, 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 by how you were taught and raised first. Yeah. Yes. And we talk about refugees from Afghanistan, for example, not to get off too far off, but it is the it is part of what goes into our our mindset, our thinking, and our ability going back to that to unlock um, unlimited power. Because I really oh. think we put the lid on. You know, John Maxwell said, law of the lid, we, we, we lock it here and we don't go above it. So this is our mm -hmm. parameter and we don't change. This is our neighborhood. This is what it's looked like for 50 years. I want it to stay. It's not so much I don't like the person moving in. I don't want to change. I understand that. I and that is one of the, that is one of the old ways of our brain to maintain safety. I. What is familiar is safe, yeah. regardless if it, is, if it is actually secure or safe or not. But if it is familiar, it's safe. And by the way, this is how you can stay in toxic relationships. It's yes. Familiar. It's yes. familiar. You know it. Yes. It means not good, but you know it. So you know exactly yeah. how it's going to go. Yes. It's going to go here, there, 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 there. Okay, so you know it. So this is how I was, by the way, able to stay 15 years living in domestic violence before I met Sasha. Yeah. Because it was familiar. So you think, now, you know it, or you feel it. Exactly, exactly. That exactly. is, yeah, I, I, in the many, and many people share that story. I know you, you've unlocked hundreds of stories of people who are, are very similar, but don't talk yeah. about it. I mean, I, yeah. I was in a relationship that was, I only talk about it in some circles um, because I don't, you know, I don't want to speak ill of anyone. But it was of, it 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 was not a relationship that was healthy. I understand. For me, and I stayed in it for all the different reasons you can imagine. For, for oh yeah. For the other person, for the children, for my own fear of something, for my immaturity. I don't okay. know for convenience, but and. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I have adopted to this. I've adjusted myself to the conditions that may not be the best for me. 
right? I'm sure you can speak to that. 100%. Right? So, okay, I know. It's not It's not that bad because, because surely I'm not on the street, because surely this or not that and the other thing. And then we're, we're fear, we have fear because we're, com- we're com- not comfortable, but we are familiar. And, un- exactly. and leaving or doing something would be very unfamiliar, and it's very counter to our thinking. That's right. Um, and, and and again, I I think in the way we live, the way we treat each other in relationships, the way we treat ourselves in our own personal relationship, mm-hmm. all of that must have partly to do with life experiences. Yes. But there's also generational culture. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we leave way too far off the conversation. Things mm-hmm. are passed down without being put in word mm-hmm. on paper. They are passed down subliminally. They are mm-hmm. passed down through little nuances in the culture, little mm-hmm. conversations at dinner that are harmless, but they stick. They do. And although I might think a certain way about a certain people or a certain person, man, women, people of a different culture, whatever, those are created here. Mm-hmm. They may be fed, but they are certainly incubated in my own. If I, if, Because if I chose to accept them, that means that I took the thought, right? I processed it and I said, okay, I don't like spinach, <laughs> whatever it is. And, exactly. Fun fact, I love spinach. I always I have spinach at home. Yeah, so cool. I love it. We grow it. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? And so sometimes. You have this gigantic garden. I remember some garden picture with such big carrots, like such Yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> and so I think, you know, our, and so this, even in this conversation, we, we are, we are, we are using the barriers to expose them. And I think anybody that needs to to be unlocked, unhinged, unsomething, or or that's why my lifestyle leap was this. It's I I started a a a, a thought page something a few years before. It was changing how you live was the name of the the thing prior to lifestyle leap, and I and I did that because I wanted to talk about people changing, changing, changing something because so many people talk about how things aren't good, but nobody's really talking about changing. They're just talking about the problems. This is the, right. They're not sure. There are so many people that don't have that issue. They are headfirst into. Changing, adapting, adopting. And some people are, like you said, very familiar. This is where I am, hometown, never left it, same job. We all work there, generations long. No, we can't buy a house. No, we can't do that. But that's, and that's how it starts. And the children pick that up. Believe me, in 2040, they'll be telling the same story. I know that, you know. One of the big inner work I did, and I'm still doing, is to, once I have pinpointed a belief that was, that was bestowed on me, yeah, yeah. from the moment I was alive on this life iteration, realizing that actually this belief is not serving my higher good. Yeah. And when I can really pinpoint that one, the work I do, is to then close my eyes, go back in time at the moment I actually pick that up. And one of the beliefs, I did pick it up while I was in the womb of my mother. And I noticed that. I was able to, to really like boil it down so precisely. So what I did is to come back at that moment in time, because you can, and I realized, whoa, I'm not going to communicate in word, in French or in English. This is not how I'm going to communicate. I'm going to communicate a feeling of safety to that fetus version of myself. 
safety and I, and, and I and I and I nurtured safety at that moment in time at the conception. And when I did that, then came back to here now, 44 years old, okay, breathe, Arizona, everything is fine. And I felt safe instantly. And this is what I answer to you by saying, chiming in with a similar, yeah, a similar perspective, like, okay, we do pick up on feelings and emotions before picking up on words and meaning we give to the words. Yes, I agree. Pick up on emotion. Yes. And this is what I'm chiming back in by saying, okay, I nurtured safety into the fetus version of myself. That is, you know why that's amazing? And some people may tell you that's crazy. It's not. <laughs> I guarantee it's not. <laughs> but, you know, if you just go back down the line all the way, at some point you'll, you'll probably start to experience where safety started to dissipate and got stronger the further you went back. And then when you get back to, to the point where there are no memories and no language and no picture stories, then where are you? I guess you could be in the womb. You could never really know, but you can't say it's not. I like that. Thought without words. It is because that that is in most cases, the ultimate safe place. And the baby cries when born because of the shock to the system and the immediate touch of the mother reinstills safety. Exactly. Because the baby knows who the mother is. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The whole biorhythm. Mm -hmm. So safety is restored within 10 seconds, mm -hmm. birth, mm -hmm. and doesn't stop until something stops it. Exactly. That mm -hmm. is an amazing thing. I never thought about going all the way back on any particular, and it's not, a, it's not an experience, it's an emotion. You're right. It is. It is. Take the at, at, at that level, it's it's emotion, it's feeling, it's you have to feel it to give it. You transmit by your feeling, and your feeling is so much more powerful than yeah. any words we can put. Just think about many languages. You have at least German and English. Now think about I don't know two hundred different languages. We have to put sounds to communicate yeah. what a feeling. Yeah. And originally, we don't need words, we just feel. Yeah, so right, because at one point there wasn't any anyway. No. But certainly children who are less than one, two years old, one year old anyway, who are not speaking, they absolutely feel every emotion. Everything. Same with animals. They feel everything. Yeah. Yeah. There is no limit. They yeah. have the entire spectrum of emotion, from love to fear, with survival, with everything in between. It's funny because I think <laughs> anger for children doesn't come until it's an emotion. when. Hmm? It's Is an it? emotion. It's an emotion of lack or fear that can generate anger. Probably it is associated. Yeah. Like but suddenly survival is 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 menaced. Yeah, it's That's not it's not coming Early. Oh, it is absorbed because the parents were angry at some point during growing up in the womb. And then they picked up on that electrified. Yeah, emotion. maybe that was just. That can be too. Uh, uh, right. A, but I think still, if they felt, you know, every all their needs were met, then I think they could still feel relatively safe. I think so. Right. And so. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, you're if you're tracing back safety, I think you mm -hmm. go all the way. If you're tracing back some negative thing, 
-hmm. it could very well start there but i and if it continued after you're born as you grew sure you don't have to go all the way back you've got enough you have enough evidence at age four five six ten fifteen whatever it's there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and you very often will stop at the biggest explosion this is true that's the one that made me how i am right um and i had a doctor who did that to me he said well tell tell me about your childhood i said my childhood was fantastic that's my memory of it yeah. and and i stick to that yes yeah, so it's a childhood we had everything in it but I, didn't, I never felt like i wasn't safe and that was the only thing that i gauged it on yeah i was always safe could be a lot of different things, but I was—I never felt that I wasn't safe. I never felt threatened. Gorgeous, gorgeous. As a child. Wow. So when that happened, any time that I did feel it, I've, I was unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. So it's—it's it's yeah. also something I would have to, or had to, or am still in the process of unlocking. That's interesting. You see how I feel about yeah. it, right? Could be my totally, totally. Could be, and it may touch somebody else. But I, I do believe what you said. There, there is this interconnection. Obviously, we can talk about um, how people nurture in nature. That's what we always talk about. But we always sort of stop there. What is it? Nature is it socialized or is it is it passed on? Okay, so if we choose one or the other, fine. End of this discussion. But that's. <laughs> That's the best of anything. This is right. That is just um, that is a a realization. Mm -hmm. It is not anything that's going to change anything because we're not talking about cause, impact. Is it something that we can that we want to have or change? I think if you accept it, this this is the way I am. You know, I don't like women. That's just. You leave that there. No, it. Where did that start? Exactly. What happened? What did that woman do right. to you so that you declared mm-hmm. all women to be bad? Same for right. men. All men be bad. Why? Oh, because I had two exes. Ah. I can tell you. <laughs> okay, come back to that. And how about before? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and then you unlock. You unlock it. Things. Yes, and I can tell you, and and you. As you mentioned earlier, being in 15 years of an abusive relationship, that is. That's my experience. And there's so many, like I said, you're not alone. I, my my mother said to me, um, I think I was 10 or 11 years old, and I don't know why, but she said this. And maybe she was, it was in a story or in a news or something. She said, you, you have to know this. Only a man, only a coward would lay his hand on a woman. That was just what she said. But for me, Gemma, I will tell you this. Certainly, I did not ever want to be a coward in my life. And I associated that with that. Yeah, there was more than that. <laughs> yes, okay. But I can certainly tell you that I've never done it. Uh-huh. It's like S- Superman kryptonite. I... I... I and and I also have zero respect for anyone who does. I have no tolerance for it. Very protective. I didn't, never had any sisters. But very protective about the way men treat women. I mm-hmm. don't, I, because of that equality, again, we are mm-hmm. equal. We are we much. Are. There is no better... There's no lesser or more. We are mm-hmm. all equal. We mm-hmm. we need each other mm-hmm. by design. Mm-hmm. And we have qualities that complement. They were designed mm-hmm. to complement. And in order mm-hmm. to complement effectively, there has to be mutual respect. Beautiful. Does, you that know, is beautiful. And that is true. There is love, whether it's friendship. Mm-hmm. It is the all men are people created equal, right? Even Star Trek changed all men where no man has gone before to where no one has gone before. We could change the constitution, right? Right. 
Just we have the right to do so. Not because it's written you cannot, that you cannot. You yes. can, absolutely. Yes, but we still haven't done it in 200 and something years. Says, Only, I mean, it's so young when you just think about a country. 250 yeah. years is not, it's not it's like so small compared to the 1,000 and more that we have in Europe. Yes. And you know? yes, and, and what kind of impact would that be to make that one little seemingly insignificant change? 50 years down the road that will do um it's going to be the butterfly effect yeah it's going to change the entire trajectory and everything exactly everything because now we have taken so you know people say back to the race thing people talk about race they say well the best thing we can do is stop talking about it okay i i i can understand your point of view seek to understand But on the other hand, it's written all through every document in history. It's on the job application. It's everywhere. That is the thing that is to me the weirdest of all. In United States only. 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 They're asking you what is your race, your color, your identity, your gender, your, your religion. And then they say, we are not discriminating anybody based on those. So why, why are you asking? Yeah. Why are you asking? Yes. But we still, until we completely dissolve the root, for sure, the tree of it will never die. I agree. We'll go on forever. Different forms, it will look differently, but it will go on forever. And that will be the thing that enables the children's children and their children to be connected to it. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's it's a, so Star Trek again, right? Where no man has gone before. It's sort of universal. Now it's where no one has gone before. In 20 years, the children who may be watching it won't remember back when it said we're no man <laughs> and even new people now who never saw the original will say huh they won't even know it to be a thing and i think that's when we become unconsciously aware of our similarities rather than right we 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 know we are the same we know it There's no question. We don't have to write it. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about gender equality every day. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about it, right? Because mm-hmm. we haven't addressed the thing that made it that way in the first place. Let's talk about why women weren't mentioned in the society document, right? That became what we are. Yeah. I mean, not that they weren't mentioned, they were excluded. Voluntarily, because that that was, I'm I'm reading uh, Women, that is is the title of the book, A Woman, because it is a concept, Woman, by Lillian Federman. It's an orange book, like like something pretty big. She, the author, she explores the concept of being a woman from the beginning of United States up until now, decade after decade, or a group of period after group of period, it is. I mean, we have we have advanced so much so far, and that keeps on reminding me Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg, thank you. Exactly, Ginsburg, because the work she did to change those words in the constitution and have to mention men and women but then there is all these other genders that come up they them different i do not identify as men or women i then yeah yeah i mean they okay so now we have something else so we try to 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 make it bigger but the truth is that we are so much more than what we try to categorize. Right. We are men. Yeah. Yes. If we could just get one. We universe, are men. One universe. What are you? Okay. I'm a human being. 
I'm good. I'm an animal. I'm good. <laughs> okay, that's done. And when I think, think, uh, think animal, I really think like cats, dogs, horse, things like that. I'm a mensch, and let's keep it at that. And from that perspective, as you were mentioning, with so much sensitivity, we stem from the same energy, and we have received individually different qualities that complement each other so that together as a society, as of two people and much more, of course, we can actually improve the state of the world for everybody concerned. That yes. is uplifting and good. And that is what we can choose to foster in our soil, meaning our being, to continue to grow, nurture, and share, and give forward. Yes, that's the, <laughs> and that's the, not nirvana, but it's certainly something to aspire to. Yeah. And so how do we get there? You know what is interesting? Having grown up and being raised in Switzerland, indeed, to me, skin color, yeah, sure, but it never meant anything different. Yes, exactly. It just did not mean anything. I mean, it's, look at cats. Did you see the number of colors? Look at cows. Did you see the number of colors? Are you different because you are white, brown, black, or red? No, you are still a cat, still a cow, still a horse, still a mensch. Yeah, the white egg is brown, the brown egg is, it's all an egg. Baby. It's the same inside as it, uh, Yeah. and the outside could be different, and who knows why. And why we okay. separate them in the package, I don't know why. Why brown I don't know. eggs are separated? <laughs> because we try to categorize, okay, so why? Why do we try to categorize? Leave it all together because together we are stronger. Together we create more. Together we think with more perspective. We see the world larger. And the world is large. And I, th oh. and, and I think we should see it larger, but I think we should also see it smaller. And those are those words, right? That the mensch phrase, that was very good. We caught, we caught on a really, important point because we don't have a a genderless word human that is not uh, that is not um not familiar is what i'm thinking it's it's it, it's it's not emotional human mensch seems to come with it a a, honor. a meaning it's tied it's meaning of honor of yes. pride of of belonging yeah that's the meaning of it. Yeah, and so uh, is there, there you can you can glue that together. I suppose you you could glue human together, but I think we've misused that word, mm -hmm. right? So and it does so, and I think it wouldn't do as much good to go back and say, well, our universal word is now going to be human. I think when 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 we find the right word to to, to enable us to truly be equal. That would be our new starting point. I, I, unfortunately, I don't see it happening. You know what? What I have noticed is that we have been able to steal a word from another language to convey a meaning. When, Let's steal mensch. Yes. Maybe. They are all mensch, and mensch are all equal. Yeah. And with that, it encompasses every, no discrimination, everyone is included. Because now it's everybody. Exactly. So we can do that. As of now on, we have declared, we have created, because we can. Mensch has come in the English dictionary uh, to mean every everyone. human being alive. No discrimination whatsoever. Right. No. So there is no question what race, what, 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 gender, yeah. whatever. It is. Yeah. We don't care. Because this not, is not what if it you is say it's a, If you say it's a Germanic word, that's just garbage, because Germanic language came from middle english came from latin came from blah blah goes all the way back so you know people will try to stop and say well that's just using a german word that's ridiculous because yeah. all these words didn't start with us <laughs> this is true 
Go back thousands of years. Oh yes. So anyway, that's the sort of a digression. <laughs> but I think I think what we're what we are talking about is um I, I think this is about unlocking that which is locked. Mm-hmm. In order to create that which you are aspiring to get to. If it's a relationship and something is locking you in and you have to go figure out how to unlock it to get out. If you're trying to get into a relationship and you can't, then you have to unlock the thing that's preventing you to get in, to free yourself to be available for an emotional connection. But some people are not. And it may not be because they had a bad relationship. Certainly you found Sasha. Oh, yeah. Such a blessing. And you're, by all all that you've shared with me, you should have been an emotional absolute disaster at the time. At the moment when I met him, oh my God. Right. So it's it's a fallacy to say that it's impossible to be emotionally ready because you were probably emotionally ready years going on. Much later on. I think five, six years in the relationship, I started to be okay ready. And recently, and we are just at our, uh, this month, we are out, we are living our 10 years anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And I'm acutely aware of the healing and transformation I went through. And what Sasha endured in terms of patience and staying with me and keep on seeing my future version, letting me evolve and manage and deal with everything that I came up with. And I came with a lot of garbage, a lot. We can can carry as much garbage as we can carry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And I think the only reason we're carrying it is because we either choose to or we don't know how to let it go yes therapy no and, therapy. It is, yeah, and it is deeply ingrained in our subconscious that keeps on running the show so it's all the work of unwiring the subconscious and rewiring the way it serves us and it serves the highest good of all content. but it's not hard right i mean it's not hard. It's constant, and it's something it's that consciously decision that you do and you make over and over again. Yeah, it could be. You know, it's, it's you know they do that in behavioral in CBT, but you know behavioral therapy they they practice yeah. that. I I've gone through that, and I understand. You, ha- it, it, you know, I'm not healed today. You have to keep keep doing it. It's not habit to form a habit. It is to be consistent. Mm-hmm. In in accepting the change that you've made and the way mm-hmm. and the and the positive way to rationalize life and the mm-hmm. situations that come at us, right? So mm-hmm. that much I've learned and it's helped me tremendously when I've felt like, oh, this is the thing that's dragging me down, that's stopping me from becoming that other version. But while I'm while I'm talking about it, I could just as easily be working on letting it go. And done. I want to keep it. Ah, and this is where the entire work comes. Why do you want to keep it? What does it Why? bring you? Okay, is it that? Is it a universal truth? Is it really true? And when you realize, oh, it's, actually, it's my fear of not knowing where I'm going to go if I don't believe that. Oh, okay. So how about I discover what it could mean now that I know I'm not in fear anymore. So now I can release and let go. And discover so much better, so much better. Yes. How about that? That is that. I think if you know my life in helping anyone to get to that place, those are worthy miracles. Yes. It's not even you know because people want to be free. Uh, whatever definition that is for them, they mm-hmm. we do want that. It could be emotional freedom, financially, whatever it is, but freedom resonates. Mm-hmm. And being captive 
is the opposite. Mm -hmm. If you're not free, you're mm -hmm. captive of something, your emotions, your thoughts. Mm -hmm. your, it's not your partner that is capturing you. It is the emotion or the physical something, condition, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, mm -hmm. And until we began to unlock that, I think, and address it and realize that, well, if I let it go, you said it, then what am I going to do next? And what will I have to replace it? Right. And tell me, are you you must be um, you must be experiencing that in some of your uh, talks with people. That a lot, a lot. You know, when you took when when you take my other show, real talk, real women breaking the silence around abuse. We are diving. We only first of all, we interview only strong, powerful, visionary women who have prevailed over some sort of abuse and are now a business owners helping people in some way or another. So that's pretty niche, but that means another thing. The level of conversation, we understand each other. Yes. We are equal to equal. We talk the same language. We know how it feels like to be victim of narcissistic abuse when that is the, when that is the topic. We know how it feels like to stay in a toxic relationship and why we do that. We know how it feels like to shift around our mindset from fear, from victim, to gratitude, to abundance, to welcoming the new, to acknowledging our strengths wow. rather yes. than our weaknesses. And, and we speak the same language. So it is, it is absolutely gorgeous to share that level of intensity with similar people because we all are similar people because of the, the kind of things we do right. in the show. Right. And then so uh, so in the in the segue to uplifting, right? Yes. Um so what you're talking about is that 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 likeness, that homogeneous um aspect of women who are in business who are who have who are visionary and who have survived and, and battled abuse so now once 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 you're having this conversation and they become more comfortable maybe more aware more maybe more uh confident that i'm not alone here that's not just me hiding my own story there's so many stories and so i can feel like i'm not alone now they've unlocked something and that's the ability to maybe be loved or and then be without having to control it, but to understand what their needs are, and it could be able to communicate that and to say and to understand that it's okay. So translate that into the workplace, which is where I spent, you know, my my time, and I yeah, and, and and I have, you know, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I've I've made it a point of creating diverse teams, where uh, empowering women. Because in a lot of ways, my bias says that um, they're oftentimes better than their male counterparts. And it's not the typing. It's, it's not. It is a lot of multitasking, managing, because that is a lot of what women are, are, are doing at very young ages. Watching the children doing their school, being mom, cleaning, doing whatever, and so they're, they're then they're playing sports, being the so they're doing all these things that you know in 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 some situations boys don't do. I'm just gonna call call it out for what it is, and so for me in the workplace, I've I've my successes in teams, there they were not successful, when the balance was not there where women at the table had an equal mm -hmm. voice to the mm -hmm. men at the table. And then together with me as the manager, they presented me an equal voice that was not biased by gender or any other uh, descriptor, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a great deal, immense deal of respect for the ability and, and, and so uplifting them, that's the thing, uplifted me um because i got to watch that that's beautiful and i got to grow into that and from that 
I met today, we had a little sadder occasion. I went to a funeral of a longtime uh, employee and I met some old colleagues because I had recently retired and one of their spouses came to me and touched me on the elbow and said, you know, you, you're a good boss. And I said, you don't even know me. And they said, yes, I do. Because my spouse comes home every day. And when it was a good day or it was a bad day, some part of it you evened out for them. And so being able to help people feel better because they do do better when they feel better. There's no doubt. Yes, they do. That's true. To, to help them, because we're not alone in this, right? This is, you know, I can, you can make somebody feel bad. You can make somebody feel good. If you had the choice, why wouldn't you go out of your way to help them feel better about themselves? One, right. feel better about me. I could be my ego, let my ego in the game and say, hey, if I can make you feel better about you, you're going to make me feel better about me. And we both win. And I want your opinion about things. And I want you to, because if you go home and say nobody listens to me, then we've lost the whole, we've defeated the whole thing. And it's just not hard to do. And I don't understand why managers in that case struggle with diversity in their workplace. It's the most beautiful thing. It is the most beautiful thing. And you, it is the most diverse. It is the most rich. Yeah. It is the most um, and all encompassing with many more abilities than when we just stick with one one category of people. Right. And it is the manager's role to make it better. It's yeah. not the employee's role. It's the manager's ultimate it. task and and opportunity more than a task because mm-hmm. you're given this canvas of whatever it is with the people and then finding the right place for the right person and then mm-hmm. coupling them up with another person that can create another a new alternative and then rounding it out with all of the things and and making it also a social because if you're working 40 hours you are you are spending more time at work than you are with your family it happens yeah, well, I mean, when you when you work outside, yes. Yes, right. So if you work sure. you work outside, yes. So um, that engagement should have value, mm-hmm. not equal value. They're not family, but it's family in a certain sense mm-hmm. in our societal. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that, I think as we are uplifting each other, then we all become because all ships rise with the tide, right? So as we are uplifting, and it's so little effort. Mm-hmm. required it's not much required it's a little bit of observation it's a lot mm-hmm. of listening and it's balance create balance i if i'm balanced i can balance a team of people a manager or whatever and i and i and i think the uplifting starts there i think it starts with one me unlocking the thing that's preventing me because if i can't uplift somebody maybe because i'm not feeling like i am <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so, I'm yakking, yakking along, but that's, but, but I think those are in there is, in there is the, is the, is the, the, the kernel of something that is the, that's, that's like splitting the atom. It's in there. The answer to the universe of our problems is in our emotional and our social health is, is, Right, back to Mench. Exactly. And then some things that offshoot from that, right? Some golden yeah. rules to treat them as you want to be treated. That is very mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use Mench in the title of your episode, and I'm going to make it two episodes <laughs> because it's like really valuable. I absolutely love our conversation. Thank you. We do have some, yes, we've, we've had some. This was a good one, and this was... Oh, gosh, I could go on forever, but I know our time is limited. <laughs> <laughs> but that's totally good. I appreciate that a lot. I, I really I really want to thank you uh, 
I don't know where we are on our on our time, but I really want to say before we have to just cut, go, um, thank you for helping to give a, a a small direction to to the conversation that got us to this to this word to this mensch, because I I think when we take that. You and your world, and me and mine, and and in our combined effort, we will unlock more that that will will give people aha moments about themselves and about others. Oh my gosh, if we could create that, help help spawn that thing. We do that. Er it eradicates these man-made barriers. Mm-hmm. 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 We are all mensch. That's the name of the book. (laughs) Let's do that. I love it. I love it. We are all mensch. Well, listen. Are we at at our zenith? We are. We are. We are. We are going to wrap it up. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you for having me. Very valuable. I I will. I will cherish this conversation in my memory, and I will get my own download. And yeah, 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 this, this is this is amazing. You are an amazing, absolutely amazing mensch. Oh wow! And, thank you. And host. So. <laughs> and so are you. And so are you. Thank I, you. Thank you very much. I thank you. Okay, with that, I will probably you, you stop it or I click the button. But either way, thank you, Gemma. I, I will give you one more acknowledgement, and we will talk. Thank you. At our next time. Very soon. Thank you. All right.